Hi, I'm Sade. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 103 of Shades of Brown. And this week, it's um, it's all Apple. Uh, because Apple did their uh, special event. Their big uh, September event that they do every year. Uh, where they announce a bunch of new... But they announce the iPhone, basically. I think that's that's what people care about, right? Every year, it's, it's, it's the iPhone event. But... But just like Apple did, we're not going to talk about the iPhone first. We're going to talk about services. How exciting. Uh, we're going to start with uh, uh, Apple Arcade. Uh, Apple Arcade is the uh, subscription service for 99 per month, for 99 US dollars per month. That's, I guess, that's the US price. Uh, subscription service where you get a bunch of games, right? Uh, uh, the, these games are like the developers are being paid by Apple, I guess, to to make these games just for the eye. So for basically, iOS. the same um, same concept as Games Pass, right? Base. I mean, kind of, right? I mean, Games Pass means like, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Games Pass, I guess. But no, it's literally it's the exact same thing as Games Pass. <laughs> you pay like a monthly subscription for games that you don't own that you can download and run locally on like the devices. That yeah, but, service support. Yeah. So my question is like these services are exclusive to uh, I think Apple Arcade. Like, you can't get them by themselves. Like I don't think that's possible, right? I think there's like that you have to pay for Apple Arcade to get the games. I'm not sure actually. They're mobile exclusives. They're mobile exclusives. So some of these games are going to be coming out for like PS4 and Xbox and PC, but they won't be coming to Android if they're on Apple Arcade. That's okay. Cool. Okay, so they demonstrated two games on stage. They demonstrated a Frogger game, which I'm not going to talk about because honestly, there's nothing particularly memorable about that one. Uh, the second game uh, that they mentioned, uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's just, I mean, it looks like a endless runner game, right? I mean, those are like not, un- like not new or innovative really, but like, it's like a rhythm based, uh, like music related, uh, runner game, I guess. Uh, th- that's what that is. Uh, it's, it's, it's published by, uh, an opponent interactive, which is pretty good. Like they, they, they publish a lot of cool stuff. Uh, so that's, that's the Apple Arcade. I think for well, I think for actually for Apple Arcade, um, I think it's important to mention just how weird of a service this is going to be. Because I don't, I don't trust Apple to make good video games, right? I don't trust Apple to curate good video games. However, though, if they do, that'll be nice. But it's like such an it's such an interesting market just because of like the, every mobile game is like free to play trash, right? And I mean, obviously, there's some free to play games that are an entire trash, and then you pay Apple a certain amount of money to get games that don't have any like super scammy loot boxes and stuff. And it's and, and it's just like strange because instead of instead of like changing policies on the app store and encouraging developers to make games that don't have those gotcha elements, they're just saying, fuck it. We're just going to make like a premium service that super, that like sidesteps all of it. Exactly. I mean, yeah, this is like a new narrative, right? Like this is the new narrative that they're, uh, the services narrative. We're going to talk about this, that a little bit later, but the services stuff is like, if, if they can make it a service, they're going to make it a service because services give them uh the the most desirable outcome, which is recurring revenue, right? Like the the per month recurring revenue. Like once these games are made and published, that's like everything. Like the subscriptions after that are just like pure profit. Uh, so it's like, yeah, it's just it's just recurring 
revenue over there. Uh, so that's Apple Arcade. I wonder how game developers feel about this. Uh, it's contentious, I heard, uh, among, among indie developers that, you know, uh, should they be taking a deal like this? But, like, I mean, I, you can't really grudge any developer for taking the Apple check, like, in, in this market. I mean, it's the same thing as, like, someone going to, like, game, or going to the Epic uh, store, right? The Epic Game Store. Because, like, I wouldn't judge any developer for going to the Epic Game Store because it's like, if Epic, if you need that money up front and that Epic cash, like, so what? You got an exclusive for a bit. Like, it's not the end of the world, even though people might be upset. Because, like, indie game developers aren't usually the ones you should be mad at. It's usually the bigger AAA developers that are trash. Yeah, it's usually, yeah. Like, indie developers taking these deals, like, it's guaranteed. If it's, like, guaranteed money, uh, that's huge. Like that's huge for an indie developer. Like you, you aren't guaranteed anything in this world. And if you get that guarantee, uh, upfront up payment, that's like a big deal. Uh, next up uh, is is Apple TV Plus, and this one is uh, how do I say it? Uh, I mean, it's for. Let me just put it this like in, in a way that doesn't sound rude. Uh, I'm trying very hard. It's my heart. Like it's for middle-aged people. So do you agree? Like the, 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 it's for people with kids. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Right. It's, okay. That, that was more, more polite. Actually, middle-aged people just sounds very rude. Um, that's not the ageist. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's for, I would say, I would say Apple TV plus is designed to be like an HBO competitor, but without the legacy that HBO carries, um, which, which mind you going for like, not not middle aged people like people people who are like not teens right A- apple tv plus is like not for the teens and, and, and it's very obvious and i don't i don't think it's like a bad thing cuz like hey you have like some kids shows on there you have like you have very safe shows everything on apple tv plus seems like it'd be a safe bet to make in terms of like the tv you get from it and Granted, I don't know if that's a bad thing, but I don't know if it's also worth five dollars a month, especially with the with the first year likely going to have very limited content. Um, so I think that's why it's a, there's a couple shows, right? There's like a morning show. There's a one called See about um, a world like where everyone's blind and someone's born who can actually see. Um, so there's like a whole bunch of of different shows going for like different angles. And honestly, what will come down to you is just how good these shows are and if they're worth paying for. And more importantly, the amount of content Apple adds over time, because if they go right from adding, say like these shows to like something that's as good as say like games of throws before the last season, um, then, then that it will be worth, you know, getting, I would say, but, but the interesting bit is that they are going to throw in a year free if you buy an buy any Apple device this year. They'll give you a year free of TV Plus. And that $5, mind you, also is a family subscription, too. So it's not like $5 per person. Same thing for Apple. Okay, it's just $5 for like an entire family subscription. Yep. Yeah, it's a family, it's a family subscription, which is which is see, see what they're going for here is the uh like like the the, the device based uh, one year thing is it just seems like a lost leader thing, right? Like once you're in it, right, you're less likely to leave. Like they're they're they're, they're banking on people just you know uh, buying an app, buy a new iPhone uh, or buy a new iPad or a new Apple TV, and then they then they have the service and they're like, oh, this service is cool. Uh, and after twelve months, if they keep if they're using the service, they're less likely to cancel. 
the subscription, right? Like they're gonna keep. They probably likely to keep the subscription. And after twelve months too, the bet is that you know Apple will be making enough content on there that's good enough that people will want to stay as well. Exactly. It's it's a long plan. Yeah, it's a long game. Uh, clearly, they have some strategy here, and it's uh, we'll see how it works out long term. You know, like the these TV stuff is uh, everybody has their own service now. Disney is coming out there with their own thing. Everybody's trying to do their own thing. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, uh, so next up, we're gonna start with the with the with the main main event, the the stuff everybody was talking about, uh, hardware. Uh, uh, let's start with iPad uh, because they had a new iPad. Uh, I wasn't expecting a new iPad to be announced at this event. I was like, I was like, if there were, if there was gonna be a new iPad, it would be later this year or like next year maybe. But like, this is an update to the. Uh, the the big cheap one, right? The the, the it's just the iPad. It's just the base iPad, right? It's just just the, the base iPad, right? The the entry level iPad. The one the the thing that's interesting too about how they frame this one is that they always compare it to like the most popular selling Windows PC, which probably is like some cheap four hundred three hundred dollar Lenovo laptop or something like that. That comparison always, I, it's it's just a really weird comparison to me. I don't know if that makes like. From a tech nerd perspective, it doesn't make sense. But well, it makes- no, it makes sense from this perspective of think about it like this: What if you are someone who is buying a cheap Windows laptop of a big screen? What are you going to be doing on it? And the answer is probably basic like office stuff and watching videos. And I think they make that comparison because, like, rightfully so, buying a three hundred dollars iPad is objectively better for doing light office work and watching videos only for the fact of that the hardware is going to be like it's going to be faster running it on ipad os versus like proper windows on those shitty computers and you're going to get you're getting a better screen you're going to get better build quality and you're probably going to get a machine that's going to last you longer because those cheap devices tend to either have really cheap flash storage or really shitty spinning hard drives and there's a lot of like Cheap laptops are not a great place unless you go for like a Chromebook. And at that point, if you're going for a Chromebook, like you know, then Apple can just compete like head on with that with the, with their cheap iPad. Yeah, it's it's I, I I'm 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 yeah I'm I'm with you. Like it's I can see like the appeal of the base iPad and like the and the fact that it is the base iPad means it starts at three hundred twenty nine dollars, which is like probably one of the cheapest Apple products. Uh, or three hundred if you have like a student discount. Like if you're a student or anything, you can get it for three hundred. And for three hundred dollars, like compared to any three hundred dollar Android tablet or any three hundred dollar Windows laptop, it's not that bad of a time. Especially because you could just pair a Bluetooth keyboard with it. You don't have to buy like that smart keyboard. So yeah, like the so like the iPad Air, uh, it the, the, it ha- it doesn't have like the it's, it's it has the A10, which is uh, it's from a couple of years ago, right? Uh, and but it's fine. It's it's a uh, ten is still really really good, uh, um, and it's it's fast enough for what it's what it's supposed to be doing. Um, so that's the entry level iPad. I think there isn't much to say about it. Like it's just it's just it's just a thing. Uh, so let's like move on to the um, the the Apple Watch Series Five, which I think is I think the biggest, in my opinion. The biggest upgrade this year, uh, because well, it's biggest like biggest change for, for me anyway is is the Apple Watch Series Five this year, uh, because 
they have at, at long last the uh always on display yeah yeah which is which you know uh the android people the android wear people the 10 people who bought android wear watches are gonna be like hey we had this for years right um, but the thing about the always on display is that um, I believe Apple's doing it a little bit of a more novel way where instead of just having like a low power display, what they're also having is a low power, high re- not high refresh rate, but variable refresh rate display. So they can go ahead and scale it down from 60 hertz to one hertz. Um, it's it's yeah, it's really expensive, uh, expensive. No, it's, it's really quite cool. What sort of the, they're, do, they're using something called an LTPO display, right? Uh, which they, which they were really proud of. Uh, it's, which, interestingly enough, shipped in the Series 4, but the display controller bit wasn't um, shipped with it. But the Series 4 has an LPTO display. It just doesn't have the controller bits that will allow it to go ahead and actually scale down the refresh rate. Cool. So LTPO is like this like new kind of uh, backplane tech for, for OLED screens, right? Uh uh, and it's really cool, and you can yeah you can ref- you can scale down the refresh rate, uh, and it's sort of like you you can like the the the, the keynote they mentioned like how you can like check the time without like having to lift up the watch right. You can just like sort of look at it, you can see the time right, uh, which is which is really handy by the way because like lifting your watch up isn't possible. Like unless, like if you're on like if you like the example that they gave is very relatable. Is the is the uh, the subway example? If you're if you're like standing in the subway, it's sometimes it can be like really awkward to like move your hand, uh, and you want you really want to like check out like a notification or something, and it's like really awkward. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's I'm looking forward to it because I am upgrading. I ordered one. Uh, yeah, I'm upgrading from from the series two to a series five, so it's gonna be like. Kind of, it's going to be a significant upgrade. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to all this. Because uh, especially if anything, you get the larger display too, which you haven't had yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Like, I go. Well, I was. I mean, I was like, should I go for the smaller? I'm like, I'll go for the bigger display. It's fine. I'm, I have big hands. It'll like a big wrist rather. Uh, it'll be fine. Uh, and I'm curious how like. Like like the the new battery life stuff works. Like how is it? Like how it how it does in battery life? Uh, well, I mean, you can also turn off the um, always on screen too, which means you probably get even better battery life. Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to see like how it works with the with the with the uh, always on display. Like I want to see how that factors in. Uh, and I also I wonder if they like like the series two is fine most of the time, but it uh, definitely has some. It's getting it's it's getting really slow. Like it's, it's certain stuff you can feel like the animation lag feel, come into it. Like it's 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 getting like yeah, it's 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 a bit rough right now. Like well, I would say so from like the series three onwards. I think at the series three, that's the point where Apple started making headroom with their um CPUs, sort of like how like with the phones, the six S really is where like they gave you a processor that was more powerful than it needed to be, just so it could be future proof. Because the series three I have now is still fine. I rarely run into any speed issues with it and so i imagine you know the series the series one because the series one and two had the same processor in them oh right right i, I forgot about that <laughs> that's, that's my... so you're using actually like a processor from um the 2016 2015 so you're like using like a four a four-year-old processor that, in there. that's i mean it's holding up 
well for a 40 year old processor. Uh, but like, yeah, you can still, you can feel like the, uh, you can feel like the, uh, lag, like the lag coming in. Like you can see certain stuff it's struggling with, like, uh, like whenever, like some, a bunch of, like whenever a bunch of notifications come in at once, it gets, it gets like really bogged down. It's like, oh shit, I can't deal with all this shit at once. Yeah, and it's like it's like the processor is also like really, uh, it like it doesn't ramp up as fast. Like you can tell like the bad the, the bad, like the processor is in like low mode, low power mode, and it's like trying to ramp up as fast as possible, but it's, it's actually not that fast. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, the thing too that I'm I'm interested about with um this new watch is as well that they're now allowing you to pick whichever band you want when you purchase it, so you don't have to get the stock option, which I think is really great. Uh, which is good, because I wanted to get the uh, Milanese loop this time, so I got, like, I got the uh, I got the uh, Series 5 GPS, uh, so there's like two models now, like, so they have like a GPS model, right, which is a thing, right, like they have GPS, like they have a compass in it, right? Uh, so GPS, uh and cellular like so there's two versions so there's the gps model there's also gps plus cellular so i got the gps 44 millimeter uh space gray aluminum uh with the space black milanese loop so i wanted to get the milanese loop instead of the uh sports band uh the sports band is fine but it's like it gets a little bit weird uh during the summer especially uh Get, and it starts to discolor after a bit, especially if the, I don't think it's as much of an issue with the darker colors, but I have a couple lighter colored sports bands and definitely around where like your wrist rests on a table after a while, they just start to discolor because, you know, things are things are dirty and putting your hands on them. Usually you get like random shit on them. And so sometimes that'll discolor and and it's annoying having to clean them all the time. I mean, obviously, you should probably be cleaning your bands probably like once a week, but uh <laughs> But it, it hides it better on the black ones. The black ones are hard, harder to permanently stain. Yeah, the uh, Millennium's loop. I'm, I'm, I'm curious how, how it's gonna feel, uh, look. Um, so I have a question, though. I have a question. Why, why always black? Why, why not embrace some color in your life? Because I have, I have a hot take that I post on the timeline. It is that. All of these tech nerds need to stop buying black gadgets because it's like after a while, like everything's black. And I mean, I guess it's like cool to be all stealth and stuff. But like, what if you embrace some color? Like, what if you embrace color in your life? It's just that it, I like I, I like I just go for the black. It's just like it's like it just it just uh, it's like the default for me. I, I've never really like, you know. I've considered like buying like I don't know like a red iPhone or something like I I don't like the, the all that stuff but like whew, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I say this as like an unabashed stand of of like yellow and pink. I mean, yeah, like I get it, like uh, like having like colorful, like it's just that the like black is uh, like it just matches, like it it goes in with it. If anything else you're wearing, like I feel like black would just like like from like. Uh, color matching perspective i feel like black or black or white would just like that's if you so that depends on what you're wearing i mean i I wear a lot of pastel colors so like black would not go well like if i had a black watch that would never go well for a lot of the pastels i wear but i mean i get it i get it for you know you and your and your tech enthusiast lifestyle (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i I mean it, it. it works for me uh I, like I wear black most of the time, like when I go out. Uh, so it's like, it's, I mean, not not that I care too much about color matching. By the way, I just just the thing that I like. 
to wear. Uh, I guess the, the stereotype is true. Uh, so yeah, they also have. I should mention, like the, the in general, like they have a titanium model this time, like a titanium, uh, 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 like a the, like they they have stainless steel, right? And they have aluminum, and they have a titan- uh, titanium and ceramic models, right? Uh, I I don't like. Why would you get the titanium model? Like I I don't like. Is it just like because you like the finish? It's it's honestly it's about the finish. But my problem with these is like you get a nice finish. You spend like eight hundred dollars on a watch, and then like next year a better one comes out. That's 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 the only reservation I would have. Because in general, I'm not against like buying nice timepieces, right? I don't think that's a bad idea. But like for something that's it's a tech product. And I don't it's, know. It's it's a it's a computer on your wrist, right? It's gonna be outdated in like a couple years. I, like and if like I get that like appeal of buying like a really nice, uh, like analog or digital watch that's like not a computer. Like if you get like a, a like a really nice fancy watch which is like made out of cer- made out of ceramic or made out of uh, like titanium, that's cool because that watch is gonna last you like your whole lifetime probably. Right, like it's it's not gonna get like outdated. Like it's it's gonna be a thing for like fifty years or whatever. Right, it's it's gonna still work. Like it's still gonna work. Like this though, like it's it's the same thing when you know when he, when they when they first announced the Apple Watch, they had a Apple like they had the the gold the edition, gold edition. Like that was ten thousand dollars. Everybody was like, "Why would you buy a ten thousand dollar?" First generation Apple Watch, like it's it's like why does this exist? Uh, yeah, same thing. Like I mean, I get like the finish argument, but it's still like the aluminum is fine. Aluminum is more than good enough for this. I think the problem is, is that you also you don't get a sapphire screen with the aluminum watches. So if you buy the better finishes, you also get a more durable screen. You get one that's less scratch resistant. I actually didn't know that, but like I've never gotten any scratches on my series two i guess i i mean I, i'm pretty careful well i mean i've gotten like my my watches get pretty banged up just for the fact of is i like i wear them i i go out a lot with the watches on and i mean like i've drunkenly like banged my arms into tables before and that's where most of the scratches come from um i mean i probably i could just like not bring it out if i go out partying or whatever but like it happens like you know these computers are meant to get banged up yeah i mean i'm not too worried about like a couple small scratches but i don't i don't really get scratches on any devices uh because it's that's not like i don't i don't bang around my like not like even accidentally like it's, it, the device can take it like the screen can take a few accidental bumps scratches it's just like yeah i guess the sapphire screen i mean yeah whatever uh, yeah, it's not a part of your um it's not a part of your tech enthusiast lifestyle. I no, it's you. it's de- it's definitely <laughs> not. It's it's it, that's 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 a fair argument. It's that it's not a I like I don't like I don't get the I don't need, see the need for the for the sapphire display or or the titanium finish or the ceramic finish even. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think if you like if you work out more often, right? Like if you're someone who does like um a lot of cardio, you go swimming a lot, it makes more sense to be using those um the ones with the sapphire screens just for the fact of that if you're swimming and you're running, like your your arms are flabbing, like you're you're eventually going to hit something. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for yeah, if you're if you're more active, I guess. If you're more uh if you if you're more likely to be uh likely to be hitting stuff with your watch like accidentally i think yeah that that, that makes sense uh, but yeah uh that's that's the apple watch uh i'm 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 actually very excited to get the new one uh it's uh, it's uh, I, I i like the always on thing is, is actually really cool to me i'm just looking forward to that a lot uh so we'll see 
still no sleep tracking, by the way, in WatchOS six, right? Like that was supposed to be like a, there was like a rumor. Yeah, there's a there's a rumor that um, sleep tracking was going to come, and sleep tracking was not mentioned at all. It wasn't even an. But at the, at the same time, though, I guess since the noise is always on display, which with, with that much battery life, you could still be using an app like Sleep Plus Plus and, and get that sleep tracking. But it's pretty interesting that it's not natively built into the watch yet. I guess it's still not ready with it. I guess it's still like Apple this year has been has been uh, has been a little bit messy with the iOS releases. We'll get to that. But uh, I let's let's talk about the iPhones. Uh, this is what everybody has been waiting for. Uh, this is the this is the. This is the stuff. Uh, iPhone 11 and iPhone 11 Pro. We'll start with the iPhone 11. Uh, so this is the. So this is the replacement for the. This is the replacement for the 10R, right? Like this is the. This is the. This. This is the. This is the iPhone, right? They changed the name, right? So it's like just iPhone 11 now, which is good. It makes sense because the cheaper one is the one that everyone always buys anyways. Yep. Yep, it's the one that's going to sell the most, right? It's going to be like the one the carriers are probably going to move a, a lot of, right? Like this is going to be the thing that's going to be available on day one, probably. Uh, so this is the end. They dropped the price, right? It, it is. It is starting. It is fifty dollars cheaper in the U.S. Um, I don't know how it is in Canada, but it starts at seven hundred U.S. Oh no, it starts at six forty. Is it six forty nine or is it seven hundred? Six ninety nine. Yeah, it says to seven hundred. Yeah, basically says yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, so that's the iPhone 11 days this year, uh, the A13 Bionic. So that's the new, uh, new processor and Apple is as always. And it, I love, like, this is actually funny to me. Every time they do this, they, they, they show these charts on stage and they're like lapping Qualcomm, like so hard. It's, it's not even like, a, it's not even but funny. Like, there's nothing to quantify those charts with. They have no like X axis or Y axis. Sorry. They have like no, they, <laughs> It's a Jeff Bezos chart. It's a Jeff Bezos. But you know they're lapping Qualcomm, right? Like it's not like it's Apple is lying, right? Like it's like didn't like, I mean everybody knows that Apple is, is lapping Qualcomm in these chips, right? Uh like the like like especially in power to performance ratio, right? Like Apple is just like leaving Qualcomm in the dust uh with that. But like yeah, and it's no surprise. Like the A13 Bionic, uh, they say that they, they have the fastest CPU and GPU in uh, from in any s- smartphone. Uh, we'll we'll see the benchmarks from Anantech, I guess, when it comes out. Uh, but it's safe to believe that, though, right? Like, there's no there's no reason to doubt it. There's no reason to doubt it because they have been constantly ahead of of Qualcomm. Like, it's there's no there's no reason to believe that they won't be ahead this year. Uh, so they're just more ahead now. They have more breathing room. Uh, cameras, right? So two, two dual camera, new dual camera setup. Uh, uh, one 12 megapixel wide camera and one 12 megapixel ultra wide, right? Uh, so the, the 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 wide has optical image stabilization and the and the ultra wide has like a, has a 120 degree field of view. Uh, and for the wide camera, just like as an important note, the wide camera is basically what the old camera, you know, the regular standard camera is. They just renamed it to be the wide one because it's um, on like the pros, right? We'll get into the moment. It's like a three camera system. So it's like different steps of it. But it is interesting that instead of doing the telephoto one, which was assumed right to be used for portrait mode, they instead chose to go for the ultra wide one, which I actually think makes more sense because I don't, because it, I, 
while people zoom in, I feel like you get more utility out of having an ultra wide camera than you do out of having a telephoto one. Yeah, yeah, I, that that's that's I think is true. I think Proper probably has that sort of analysis on that as well. Like, and the camera app this time around, like the iOS thirteen, I guess, is that uh, you can see outside the frame, which is like a really cool bit of tech, right? It's using both cameras at the same time, and it's like sort of like stitching. Like it's like comp- it's like composite, right? It's like like when you when in the viewfinder, it's showing you more than just the uh one, like more than just from the one lens. It's showing you stuff from both lenses, right? So you see, like yeah, it's just showing you like in in the main view, right, of the regular box that's in the camera app. That's what the wide camera is capturing. But then the UI, you get like an opaque um sort of view of more of the scene and if you zoom out then that would be you then switch to the ultra wide which is an interesting way of doing it and sort of really is, is a great way to expose it to users um as well with the camera app what they also have is it's not shipping with the water uh, with the phones but they have a feature where it will it's called deep fusion or something like that where it's going to take multiple stitches of a photo and composite them together using some machine learning models to then go ahead and give you a higher quality photo, which is interesting because it's like, that makes sense in terms of like computational photography and what you'd want to do. But the interesting bit is that it now changes like, what is an actual photo if not a capture of the moment, right? Like it is, it is what it's like, this is what a computer thinks the moment looks like, not what it might actually be looking like. And that's like such an interesting, like sort of way to look at photography. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I, I mean, we're gonna. I'm sure we're gonna read a few think pieces uh, about is is what is photography and what does it mean in the age of oh, yeah, like the uh, the new Apple ad would be instead of what a, what is a computer, what is a photo? Oh, I, oh God! Oh no! Oh no! I'm waiting for the obnoxious ad. Uh, but yeah, like the, I mean, it's not it's not going to be out. It's they didn't even I think they didn't even give a release date, right? It's, oh, it's shipping. A, it's not shipping at thirteen point one. It's likely to be shipping at thirteen point two. Um, but as well, they also have copied over the night sight mode from the Pixel line of devices. And the interesting way that this works is that instead of it being a mode that you get to turn on whenever you want, it will just use like. It'll try and detect the amount of light in a photo, and if it thinks that this photo can be enhanced with um, night sight, it'll pop up a prompt for you to use it, but it does not automatically turn on. So I don't know how discoverable that will be for the UI, but based off the preliminary results we've seen from the keynotes and on like the Instagram page and their own um, iPhone 11 site, it does look to be pretty good, but of course we'll need actual testing to verify that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see all of this when the when the phone actually comes out and the reviews start coming out. Like I'm looking forward to the camera reviews. Like, basically, the they're just like they're they're just like catching up to the pixels and yes. the Note tens of the world. Yes, which is which features. is which is good. Yes. Uh, uh, also, 4K record 4K video at 60 frames, uh, which is good. Uh, good for good, good, and it's a slow mo uh, video stabilization and like extended dynamic range. And you can also like switch between the two cameras while like while shooting the video, right? It, which is which is cool, which is really cool. By the and way. it also it also does the fun stuff that the Note 10 does, right? Where if you zoom in on someone who's talking, it'll it'll lower the volume on the other background audio and just try and isolate the vocals. Okay, that's cool. Actually, that's that's pretty cool. It's like a spatial audio kind of thing. That's like, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, they upgrade updated the front facing camera, which is. 
I mean, I care about the front-facing camera more these days, by the way, because I take, like, my photo reel is just selfies, but, so... Uh, well, is it... So they introduced a new feature, and um, it's a disgusting word. Disgusting word. You can now take what's called a slow-fee, which is a slow-motion selfie. I hate that word so much. As soon as they mentioned it, I was, like, rolling my eyes, because it's just... I hate it. Like, I, I, I absolutely hate it. It's a terrible word. I don't actually think it's that bad. But slow motion selfies are, it seems like it's a, it, it, there's like good potential for making really great memes out of it, but I don't know if it's going to be used for like any sort of serious photography. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those features that is like, it's kind of cool to, in technology wise, but like, um, and the, uh, yeah, the, fa- the face ID trip is apparently going to be faster on this. Uh, that's, I mean, the face ID. Yeah, face ID has a, it's a wider field of view for face okay, ID is what cool. they're saying. Uh, cool. Uh, so this is, uh, there's, uh, what else? There is the water resistance, uh, so it's IP68, uh, water resistance, so which is, uh, yeah, so it has better water resistance. Um, so all in all, I would say that what they have done with this and the, and sort of the, 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 what you're getting for this price of a phone is actually pretty competitive, except for the display, I would say. The only bit that I don't think is competitive, like the OnePlus phones and the um, cheaper Pixel phones, is just that the LCD. While you know, it's I still you know great colors, great great viewing angles, all that great responsiveness. It's just the resolution of it. It's still a 720p display at that size, whereas with other phones, um, you, you know, you get higher res displays. Or in the case of the OnePlus with the new OnePlus phone, right, you get a higher refresh rate display and I don't know if it matters that much because I, I don't. I, I think it's only like phone nerds who actually like. You know, yes, it's only phone nerds care about this. Like nobody actually gives a fuck what their f- phone's res, like display res is. Uh, they only care that the display is either good or bad, right? And it, and and it, if 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 it looks good, it's good. Like it's it's fine. Like it's nobody else's. Like it, literally, the only people who are going to care about the 720p LCD display is is people who. Right for tech blogs, uh, and I mean, so. and honestly, the the pixel resolution on it is still enough where you can't make out individual. Yeah, exactly. On it. So it's <laughs> it's fine. It's gonna be perfectly fine. Uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, I like uh, the iPhone. Like the iPhone, uh, the the ten R also had like a LCD display, right? Uh, and it was fine. Uh, it's fine. Uh, so let's talk about the. Let's talk about the the other one, the the big one, the the, the eleven one. Pro, eleven Pro. Well, no, there's so that that bigger actually. The eleven Pro regular is smaller than the than the eleven. So you have the eleven Pro and you have the eleven Pro Max. And so what what Apple is defining as Pro is a little bit interesting here because you would think Pro, right? You would think, oh, this probably has like an overclock CPU or a faster CPU. No, the only difference is the display and the camera. However, though. However, though, I want to preface this by saying I think that now that they have a split between the regular and the pro, I actually, I actually think that going down along the line, we'll start to see overclock CPUs and stuff in the pros. I think that that's something that's a split they're going to start making. Because with the iPads, right? With the iPads, you have the you have the X versions of the chips where it have a higher TDP and all that. So it wouldn't surprise me if going further, you know, that they because right now you get more RAM in the pro phones. So you get more RAM as is. You get another camera, which is the telephoto camera. 
and you get an OLED um, screen. So would it surprise me if like for next year's phone, they also include the X version of the chips or like some sort of overclocked version of it just to help make that difference up in terms of, you know, parts? I, I like they, they are like uh, I think on the Verge cast that they mentioned like they are really going for the spec stuff because the Chinese market only cares about the spec the specs stuff because in China uh like the iMessage lock-in isn't relevant right like the services lock-in isn't isn't relevant so like they're trying to like appeal to that market using specs and yeah like uh this one is like I mean it's still the a- a13 bionic um it has more RAM, uh, but it's like I mean, RAM on iPhones has never been. I believe it's six gigs on the Max, and might be six gigs on the regular or four gigs. I know the um, eleven is not the four gigs. We haven't got an official confirmation yet from Apple, so that's why. So it's likely going to be six on both of them. Um, and as well, they have bigger batteries. So, so a surprising bit here is Apple does across the line is that they made the phones heavier and thicker to include bigger batteries, which leads to five hours more on the Max, I believe, and four hours more on the Pro. Which, if true, is actually the biggest innovation this year in the iPhone is the battery life, which is... Uh... I mean, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say this: like the 10s's battery life is not good. I'm gonna just put it out there. Like, I, even me, which who doesn't leave the house that much, like I leave, if I leave like a phone off the charger, like and I start using it, it's like I can tell. Like the, the 10s's battery is, it's, it's, it's not great. Uh, if I started using it heavily, like I don't think I would last like the whole day. Maybe like it's, it's like it's, it's pretty rough. Uh, and also, just to clarify, I checked on the Arsenico piece that we have uh, linked in the show notes. Um, 11 Pro, four hours more. The 11 Pro Max is five hours more. And even better, they now come out of the box with fast USB-C chargers. Yes, they, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, they, they, they have a new charger brick. Uh, 18 watts. The 18 watt charger brick. Uh, these, like, I think these are five watts. <laughs> Let me tell you, by the way. By the way, 18-watt charging is so good. So um, what I use to charge my phone is that I use a 45-watt USB-C charger with a uh, USB-C to lightning cable, and I it is so great for charging your phone. Uh, I, 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 still, I still use uh, a 5-watt charger, but that's because I don't need fast charging because I... St- I, like I work from home, I stay at home most of the time. It's it's not like my phone is leaving. The desk. Well, when I charge overnight, I have a wireless charger. I have like an anchor one, but this is in my backpack for when I'm on the go. Right, like this 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 um, I have one of the anchor GAN chargers, so it's like super small. It's probably the size. Of, it's smaller than a switch charger, and I use this one just to charge either my laptop, my switch, or my phone. So it's pretty it's pretty good for that. And um, fast charging on phones is a godsend. And so this 18 watt charger. Well, I would be more happy if Apple included the 30-watt chargers that they include with the MacBook Airs. Um, you know, 18 watts is way better than nothing. Although the 11, the iPhone 11 only comes with the 5-watt charger out of the box. does not come with the, with the fast charger. It's not a fast charger. The 5-watt charger is what I have. Uh, so let's talk about the, de- so the device. Uh, let's talk about the display. You mentioned display differences. So this is the OLED display. The, the uh, Pro is, is a 5.8-inch and the... Pro Max is a 6.5 inch uh, OLED, and they're, they're uh, what Apple calls a Super Retina XDR display. For fuck's sake! I swear to God, that like this is like this is the stuff that I, like the, the the like the people in the blog in the comments make fun of. Like this is the stuff that that's like comment bait, like Super Retina XDR, like. 
Jesus. It's such a bad name. And, and also, it's like, XCR is like their weird, like, self-owned branded of, like, HCR. It's the same thing that they call the Mac Pro displays. But, like, you're not getting, like, a mini, like, a $6,000 Mac Pro display, right, in your hand. You're just getting, like, a really nice OLED screen. Which, mind you, I believe is cut from the same generation of OLED panels that's being used on the Note 10. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously, I mean, Samsung has always been the vendor for these OLED screens uh, because they make the best OLED screens. Uh, so support for P3 color space. Uh, Which is per standard. Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision is the important part. So Dolby Vision is present on last year's phone, but Dolby Atmos for sound, um, it gives you sort of like a spatial surround sound. And that's also present on the iPhone 11 as well. Yeah, so that's that's what the speakers mind you, right? Those are That's what the speakers... And uh, let me just say, like the the speakers on the uh, iPhone, like that the the XS that I have, uh, XS, yeah, XS, uh, XS um, is uh, it's pretty good. Like the speakers are really, really good. They sound really well because I use them a lot to uh, listen to podcasts, and you know, like it sounds really like it, the, the audio projects really well. And, and if this is better than that, I mean. Uh, that's going to be the cheapest, actually. A lot of people use the speakers. People are like, why, why do people care about the speakers on a phone? I'm like, it, it, people use it a lot uh, for various things. Um, so, uh, what else? Uh, I would say there's a new design with it. You sort of, so it's, it's similar, it's a similar design on the front side to the last year's phones, but the back side, it's like a two tone glass where you get like a frosted glass um, everywhere except for the camera bump, which then turns into like a regular glass, which I think looks nice. And the black one is now matte, which would make you happy with your tech enthusiast lifestyle. Fucking, it, it, I'm, I'm actually mad because I have the XS and I don't need to upgrade, but I'm just like, I need the matte. I need the matte. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, there's a new color also, uh, midnight green, which it looks nice. Which looks nice, by the way. It, it, it looks cool. Uh, I like it. Apparently, the midnight green is also another bit of appeal to China. It's apparently a really popular color in China. So uh, so that's that. Uh, so that's a fun fact. Uh, so the space gray, silver, and gold. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the gold color looks terrible. I, I hate it. It's 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 actually looks like piss. I, like, as someone as someone who has only owned gold iPhones, I I think you're incorrect there. Gold is the best color. I need to have you. You need to know that. I, I'm sorry. It just looks bad to me. Like it's I I cannot get around like how it, how, how it looks. Just I don't want I, whatever. Like it's it, colors are personal preference and uh, yeah uh, whatever. Uh, as well, too, you can get up to now a um, half a terabyte of storage on these. 512? You can get 512? Yeah, okay. you get 512, which is... I'm surprised they didn't go for the full terabyte, because those modules exist. And Samsung already provides them for, I believe, a Note, you can get up to a terabyte of storage on them. So I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't go that far. But at the same time, I guess, like, what would you actually do for a terabyte of storage on your phone? I'm, I mean, if you, like, buy movies and download them, uh, on your phone. Well, actually, I guess for if you like do vlogging with iPhones, because at the end of the day, like if you're if if you do video, you still iPhones are still the best for just doing like vlog style videos and just recording video in general. So that would make sense actually to have like a terabyte of storage just for recording a bunch of 4K video. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just headroom for video. I think. I think music. 
a video. Video is the big one. Video is the, still the biggest file size uh, usage, so it's like makes sense. There's they're really appealing to the video crowd this time around, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about the uh, the cameras, the three cameras. So it has the uh, it has the wide that we mentioned, the twelve megapixel wide and the twelve megapixel ultra wide. But this one, the Pro, also has uh, a twelve megapixel telephoto. So it has three lenses. So the and both of them are like, or three of them, right? Uh, so what is what, what comes with it? Like so the, what does that give you? Like really, like what does the telephoto lens having telephoto lens give you? Like is it just more? Uh, so if you when it comes to fusion, when that comes out, right, it gives you more sensor data to get better photos, but it gives you the ability to zoom in, right? With with it with you getting higher quality photos. And what Apple has done this year is that they're now using, I believe the same sensor for all three cameras. So no longer is it like the main one's a good sensor and you get two shitty sensors for the ultra view distances. They have different apertures, I believe, but like the base sensor is the same. So it should be, they should be calibrated the same. So you should get similar quality photos from all three cameras. Right. So the, the, the wide camera is a focal length of 26 millimeter and F1.8 aperture. Uh, the telephoto is 52 millimeter focal length and a bigger 2.0 uh, aperture. And the ultra wide is 30 millimeter focal length and a 2.4 aperture. I'm not familiar with uh, apertures and focal lengths. So if you're like, I don't know, like, uh, are these good? Are these, I, I will find out. I guess I'm, I'm looking forward to reading the reviews. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty standard. I would say I would say they're pretty standard across the board for those kinds of um, focal lengths and apertures. But the the important bit, though, isn't isn't per se the aperture on it, but it's mostly the fact that the sensors are calibrated the same, and you can see that in the photos that Apple has shared. Because in years prior, it would be you know like you'd get shittier photos out of them, and that's the important bit. Um, so I, I think that these photos, I think what actually matters more now is just the processing on them rather than the, the, um, the actual cameras piece of the fact of, is that there's Apple, Google, and Samsung all have different opinions about how photos should look. Apple's photos always tend to be processed to be what your eye would see. Um, they always go for a natural look, whereas Google goes for a sort of hyper-realistic look, and then Samsung sharpens the fuck out of their photos to try and eliminate as much noise as possible, and that gives you different results. And Samsung also goes for a more saturated look to the photos. So it's just interesting to see what Apple's processing will look like with these cameras, especially when people take them out for you know actual actual testing. And the, and the thing about it, too, is I think past a certain point, I don't think it actually matters anymore with the cameras unless you're like a video person or a professional photographer. I actually think that for most people, you know, the these three cameras, like you're not going to notice the difference between this year's and last year's unless you've been trained to see it, right? I think photography on, on phones at this point sort of becoming like displays where, yes, you can tell the difference between OLED and LCD, but we've reached a threshold where the, where the screens are good enough. And I think with, honestly, I think with like the eight series of phones, we reached the threshold where the cameras are good enough. And so now going forward, there really isn't that much of a difference. You most regular folks can tell. Yeah. And it's, and they're really, I think, I think Apple also gets that. And they are trying to appeal to the pro crowd, obviously, right. Especially with the pro, obviously they're trying to, uh, they had like this little ad bit in the, in the keynote where they like showed like somebody filming, uh, filming like a, 
like a TV show or something with 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 the with the Pro Max, right? Like they had the multiple uh, multiple camera views, like the. They, they said like how you can use like you can use all three feeds. Ah, with Filmic Pro, right? Yeah, that demo. Of Filmic, Filmic Pro. Pro, yeah, Filmic Pro, yeah. Like that is like that's what they're appealing. This that's what this is for, right? This is not appealing to the uh, this this like they're trying to get the YouTube crowd, which uh, you know wants the uh, wants to film like video with 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 an iPhone, right? Like so, it's like this is iPhone is now like they're trying to get that crowd. They're trying to get the uh, yeah. So it's it's not really meant for the mainstream. I think it's meant for people who do video and photography. Uh, not at a pro level. Like, it's like they're trying to make it pro, but it's it's not quite like... It's obviously not a DSLR, but it's like they're trying to make it like like very as close to as pro as possible. Like, they're giving the features uh, that the pros would want. Uh, so... So that's the iPhones, right? Is there anything else? I don't think there's anything else. There's some misc stuff. No, I think that's basically going over it. Um, I would say, though, I would say, do you think that the split between the 11 and the 11 Pro is worth that $300 difference? Because while the phones all got cheaper across the board, it's still a 1000 plus for the Pro phones. Yes, the Pro is still expensive. That's um, and honestly, if, if, you're not, if you're not doing video uh, with it, just, just get the eleven. Like it's like I can just say that right now. Like it's not going to be worth it to get the eleven pro unless, unless you have the money to burn and you, you just want the you just want the most expensive phone. Uh, I mean, some people do that. It's it's fine. Uh, but like if if you want just just a good decent phone and you like on like the I guess like iPhone six or something or iPhone seven. Uh, it's a pretty good upgrade. I mean, honestly, the iPhone six, iPhone six S onwards, I don't even think you need to upgrade because I have an iPhone eight, and I still like the only foreseeable change I see making to my like my phone is just like getting a new battery for it probably sometime next year. I don't even think that like I have any real incentive to upgrade because the fact of is that these base phones now are good enough, right? Like the amount of headroom that you're getting with them, they're good enough, and while there are differences that might make you want to upgrade. There's, and this is just for a sign of maturity in the market, but there's no real incentive to go ahead and upgrade right now. And if honestly, I would just say, if you need a phone right now, get the 11. But if you have a phone that works fine, fuck, just, just keep that one. And then it's like, and pay for like a $40 battery replacement through like an Apple store. Like, do I fix it or whatever? If it starts, if the battery life starts to go to shit on it. I mean, most people are on like, what, like two year upgrade cycles? Like the carrier upgrade cycle in the States is like... I, in, the, in the US, right? It's like, it's not a two year contract. It's mostly a finance. And you can pick the terms of the finance. So you can go from like 20 months to 30 months with all, with all four carriers. and the important bit about that is that with said finance, once you're done with it, it doesn't, you don't get automatically like up to get a new one. And you could also trade in the phone like a couple months before the finance is up to finance it out again. And I think that sort of changes how the upgrade cycle works. Because I think for a good amount of people, it's like, once you pay it off, like, why would you want to take out another loan if the phone already works fine, right? Because you're no longer signing a contract. You're just running, you're, you're actually taking actual loans out that you know go on your credit and all of that and so that that sort of changes this whole model and that's why apple's been so focused on sort of like the trade-in aspect of it because they're like oh if you trade in your old phone you can get this one for way cheaper like that's why they're saying it starts at 399 with traded or 16 dollars a month just because of how the u.s phone market has changed no one buys up phones outright or no one really goes into contracts so they automatically upgrade to the new version once that contract's over 
Um, and that's why I was saying with these ones, it's like, honestly, like if your phone works good enough, like why go through another finance and instead just, you know, sign up for like a, just sign up just to get like a new battery if when you need to replace it instead. Yeah. I mean, it, that makes sense to me. Okay. So I'm, I was like not entirely familiar with how the U.S. telecom market is working out. Uh, it's still two year contracts over here as far as I know. So uh, I haven't I haven't checked recently, but should be still two year contracts. Uh, so people over here are on like a sort of like a two year sort of upgrade. I mean, you don't have to upgrade, obviously, like, but people feel like sometimes they need to upgrade. Um, so the so let's talk about the uh, the U one chip, which which wasn't mentioned in the keynote, uh, but it is present. It is present in the iPhone eleven. The it's it's, it's ultra wideband. UWP tech, uh, which is uh, it's it's uh, essentially like near, it's like for near device communication, right? It's it's like the, the feature that they have in right now is just like a small addition to AirDrop. It allows you to like find where the device is the, with extreme precision, right? Uh, and like it's, it's obviously low low distance, but like. It's uh, it'll, it'll like give you like proximity and also position like which is which is really really cool, uh, but yeah the UWB tech was also like people there were rumors of the Apple Tile product which uh, which didn't which didn't which didn't wasn't announced which didn't show up there was no mention of an Apple that has not said anything about something like that, uh, and, I, and I don't expect it's coming this year it's probably not ready at all uh, if, if it's uh, yeah yeah because it's um. As as John Gruber put in his piece, basically that there's never been a hardware feature that's shipped in a product that hasn't been turned on. Because as well, the ability to do reverse wireless charging is also on this hardware. You the hardware supports doing it. There's just no software features for it yet. And honestly, with the state of iOS 13, I imagine that most of it just got pushed back so everyone can get iOS 13 out in in a good time. Because honestly, so I would actually um, the release dates were announced. iOS 13 comes out on the 20th. I believe 10 days later on the 30th is when 13.1 comes out. And so does iPad OS. And I'm going to recommend that you actually skip 13.0 and just wait until 13.1 to upgrade. Because 13.0 is a little buggy. It's only 10 days and you're not going to miss out on anything. Um, they probably just likely need to get 13.0 out just so it could ship on the new devices. But but honestly, though, 13.1 is the release that I would wait to update to just based off the beta versions I've used the 13. Like Apple had a rollback, an entire upgrade to iCloud and how iCloud Drive works because it kept deleting files during the beta process. Um, so that had to be rolled. That got rolled back in like the last beta. It's a it's a whole mess. Yeah, it's uh, this time around. I think for the OS side, I think it's uh, best to wait until until after, like the point one releases. In my opinion, because the releases are going to be rough. Uh, the, the the release cycle is all it's it's a mess. Uh, like because everything has a different ship date, right? iOS, iPad OS, Mac OS, Catalina, Watch OS, all of them have different ship dates. macOS doesn't even have a release date yet. Yeah, macOS Mac Catalina doesn't even have a date. <laughs> it's just sometime in October. Yeah, it's uh, uh, the Apple. Like it must be like all hands on deck with their OS releases at Apple this time around. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite something. Uh, so that, that I mean, that's that's the Apple keynote. Um, I, we're gonna like when, when the device comes out. I mean, when I get my the Series Five watch, I can talk about it a little bit. Uh, how Watch OS Six is and how OS Thirteen reviews come out. 
when when it comes out uh we'll talk about that but yeah that's the apple apple, apple event not nothing surprising really uh nothing extraordinary uh, it's pretty boring i would say for most part but i feel like uh, i feel like the updates are Things that make sense and things that if you're getting a new phone are going to be useful going forward. I, at this point, right, like this is such a mature market. It's like with laptops, right? Like a new laptop model comes out and it's like, well, it's a little bit faster, has a little bit better battery life and just minor changes. And honestly, I think we I think at a certain point, too, we might start to see just to go a couple like, you know, a while with before any big changes you get spec updates now, which isn't a bad thing. It's just a sign of maturity in it. And it, and it makes and it probably is better for the market to just stop having like these big redesigns for no reason every year and just move to a model with just incremental upgrades, which is where we're basically going. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, there are, there are some blog posts. Uh, ben Thompson had, uh, has a good, has, has a blog, good blog post on, uh, what like Apple services strategy is looking like. Right. And I think that's, that's pretty interesting to read. Because going forward, I think that's going to define a lot of how Apple does uh, stuff, like how it bundles uh, bundles services with hardware uh, and stuff like that, like the uh, Apple TV deal, uh, the the fact that Apple TV and Apple Arcade are like family plans, right? Uh, like the, the stuff that they're doing with services is important, I think, because going forward, that's what they're making their money. Like that's what they're banking on. They're banking on a service that's making them uh, revenue because they have sa- saturated, I guess, the the hardware revenue. Uh, so, they, so they're looking for services, though. Uh, so that's that's what we should be looking at. But let's wrap up. Uh, you, uh, you can find us as always on two shades of brown dot com. Uh, email address contact at two shades of brown dot com. You can find me on Mastodon at static safe at Mastodon dot com. And Chosa, where can people find you? You can find me online at uh, Josephine at tenforward.social. And you could also find me at josephine.website. And until next time, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>